Inside the Healing Room with Evangeline Hemrick. Hello, all my beautiful friends out there. I hope you are doing well as you are listening to this whenever this recording finds you. And I just want to do something a little bit different. I want to connect with you a little bit deeper and invite you in more to my healing space and do things more the way that I do when I am in session with someone, when I am holding sacred space for someone, we really take a moment to set the energy and create a container for the learning and the sharing that we're going to do. So I think I'm going to start off um, with the podcast a little bit different, a little bit more sacred, a little bit more me. (laughs) So here goes. I would love for you to find your breath, feel your body, clear your mind, connect in with your heart, and bring the highest version of yourself to this space that you and I are sharing right now in this moment this sacred space that we are now creating together. Whenever you listen to this, you are joining me in a sacred container of intention, learning, sharing, and we are connecting. (sighs) That just feels really good to me to create sacred space at the beginning of the podcast because this is such a sacred way of communicating with you and I want it to be a container for good things and I want to invite in all the support that we have on all realms of all those who love us because today we are talking about something near and dear to my heart, something that continues to unfold in my own healing journey and in my healing practice and that is the healing of our ancestral trauma. And that, my friends, is what we're going to get into today. Some of you may have thought about the stories that your DNA holds. And if you have done the online course that I offered, the first course that I did, it's called Vibes Up. If you participated in that course during the four weeks that we broke down the energetic anatomy of how our energy field actually works. I talked a lot about the different layers of the energy field. And there's all this information that our body holds. And in the fifth level of the human energy field, we store all that information of the ancestors. So you could talk about fifth level healing, or you could talk about DNA activation, epigenetics, all the scientific research is now available to us about how the experiences of our ancestors is affecting us right now, right in our day-to-day lives, and with epigenetics, how we can change that, refine that, and enhance that in real time. And if you are not familiar with Dr. Kelly Brogan, I highly suggest you go to her website, and I'll include this in the show notes, but Dr. Kelly Brogan, MD, 
It's either Dr. Kelly Brogan, MD or Kelly Brogan, MD. I'll make sure and clarify that in the show notes, but she's incredible. I suggest you read everything that she's written because it's, it's brilliant. But when she's talking about ancestral healing, she made a comment that just made every cell in my body just stand up at attention. It was like, oh my gosh. She said, what if I am the alchemist of my bloodline? Oh, just let that sink in for a minute. I have always felt that way, that those of us who have the call for healing, those of us who feel that call in our hearts to be healers, to help educate other people on how to heal their bodies and their minds and their emotions, that we are changing things for our bloodline. We are refining our DNA and changing the stories that have been passed down for generation after generation. And I I have loved Kelly Brogan for years, but she was recently a guest on my very favorite podcast. It's called Medicine Stories. And so if you like my podcast, I definitely want you to check out Amber Magnolia Hill because she recently interviewed Dr. Kelly Brogan. And Amber on Medicine Stories, she gets into ancestral healing with a lot of the people that she brings on in interviews. And I'm just inspired and awed at every single interview, every single time she brings such rich information. And I learn so much. So highly recommend Medicine Stories podcast. You can find it anywhere that you like to enjoy podcasts. So with that being said, I want to get back to that question that Kelly Brogan posed in that interview. What if we are the alchemists of our bloodline? You may have heard, if you're familiar with energy work and how energy healing happens, I've read all different kinds of (laughs) statistics I don't know how they come up with about how many generations back every bit of healing work that we do affects the generations that came before us and how many generations forward the work that we do affects the ones that come after us, our predecessors. So think about that. Each way in your DNA, backwards and forwards, every bit of healing work you do is affecting all of them in your bloodline. And what energy healing has taught me over all these years of having an energy-based healing practice is that we get to change the stories that are encoded in our bodies. We do not have to keep playing out the same stories over and over and over. Healing the trauma that is encoded in our bloodline feels to me like the missing piece for a lot of people that may have a particular body part that carries a story that is not even relevant to anything in their current life experience. And that's why someone can be on the table and I have learned so much from people's bodies how different organs and different body parts in the same person (laughs) can have completely different attitudes or feelings, I guess I want to say, like they hold 
different emotions about different things that sometimes the person is just like, I don't, I don't know why that body part feels hurt or angry or ashamed. Well, sometimes it's because it's not even ours. It has been handed down from generation to generation. Because guess what? You not only have uncle so-and-so's nose or somebody else's ears, maybe you have your mom's feet, maybe you have your dad's smile. You not only have the physical genetic expression of different ancestors, you are carrying around all the wars, all the famine, every bit of oppression that they have had to go through, we are carrying that energy imprint around with us, not only in the energetic field, but also in our bodies, in in our physical organs. There can be certain organs, I've seen this over and over with clients. A particular organ can hold the belief and the consciousness because the organs are alive, aware, and responsive, and they have their own take on what's happening. They're experiencing life in their own way. It's not all just what your brain is feeling and experiencing. They have a consciousness. So a particular organ cannot even believe that it deserves to live, or a particular body part can feel like it doesn't deserve prosperity where another body part does. And as I've learned how to do medical intuitive work on myself and check in, I would check in and do internal medical intuitive work and do a body scan with my organs and be like, why does this particular body part not believe it deserves prosperity (laughs) when I know good and well how hard my mind has worked to do the work to change the mental programming, to have a new mindset. And it was like a deeper level of certain body parts being like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't think I deserve that. Where my mind's going, oh, yes, you do. And this has really filled in some gaps for me, getting some more information on how to work with the ancestral healing. And you may know your lineage with Ancestry.com and 23andMe and all these new forms of DNA testing. It's becoming easier and easier to know what your DNA is like. Or you may not have any access to any information about your people, who you've come from. But at this point in our journey of being human, chances are you have both the DNA of people who have been the oppressors and people who have been the oppressed. And what I feel when I do energy healing work with a particular client on the table is that lots of times there is a battle that goes on inside of us because we are both typically. I mean, how many cultures and nations have warred against each other and life has come forth in in very violent and unpleasant ways sometimes. Yes, most of us are a product of that at some point. And we have a tremendous opportunity to heal that this time around, right here, right now, and not hand that down to 
our children and grandchildren to let them continue to deal with those inward struggles of oppression and war. On a larger scale, you just look at life in general is a battle. Sometimes it seems we battle on the inside, we battle different parts of ourselves, and it's a battle on the outside. When we look at the current world scene and politics, it's just mirroring what happens with the energetic imprints that go on inside of our body. So this is big, deep work that I am excited to step up for and rise to the challenge to let the healing start with me and let that ripple out to all the women and men in my line and all of my cousins and aunts and uncles and everyone who will go later to be affected by the profound healing work that is happening right now inside of me. And you can do the same thing. That's what I invite you to. And I hope that that inspires you and empowers you that this is the opportunity that is before us. So how do we do that? How do we begin this healing process of connecting to not only the wounds, but also accessing the benefit and the skills and talents and abilities of our ancestors that live inside of us, not just the the trauma and the negative stuff, but how do we connect to all these individuals that we carry their traits and we carry their stories? The first step in healing and refining our DNA would be awareness, even just becoming aware that we can be holding some trauma in our physical body that is not ours, but is still our responsibility to be addressed. And it's a mind-boggling, fascinating concept to me when you do look at things from an energetic quantum perspective that every time you say an affirmation, every time you think a positive thought, every time you break a pattern or a habit, you are affecting your entire bloodline. That is so extremely powerful as a concept and it gives me a lot of hope and it makes me excited that, wow, I am actually doing something that's quite powerful. Every step in the right direction, every bit of inspired healing action that I take, every time I do something nurturing for myself or something kind for another or something for the planet, that I might create a ripple effect that extends out to my entire bloodline. Oh, that's huge. And I like the thought of it. And if you look into placebo effect, and there's just so many great books on placebo effect right now, but hey, I want all the placebo effect I can get. <laughs> so I hope from a quantum physics energetic standpoint that that's true, but it makes me feel good no matter what. So I want to think that, that I'm having an effect on my people and letting that spread out and affect other people if it's helping my generations. So having awareness, that's definitely the first step, even entertaining and inviting in the concept that you are the sum total of all the experiences and all the stories of your ancestors. And all of that is swirling around in this incredible container 
that is your energy field. And all of that is affecting your body and your emotions. And you guys know, if you've listened to very many of my podcasts, I'm an advocate for self-healing and empowerment. And I want you guys doing your own energy healing, doing your own medical intuitive work. You do not need anyone else. You do not need anything outside of you in order to be intuitive about your own body. You need time and focus. You need to use your imagination and your intention. That's what you need. So if you can carve out some time to spend with your organs, and that may sound silly to some people, but it's not because they're alive, aware, and responsive, and they have stories to tell you, and they want to communicate with you. And the more that you check in with all of your body parts and say, hey, how are you doing? I love you. The more you do that, the more awareness you cultivate for yourself and the more effectiveness you will have as a human being. So medical intuitive work, don't let that scare you. I don't want that to be intimidating for you. That's just doing a check-in on your own body. And your body is yours. You are the sovereign of your body and your physical health. So checking in with each part of you assists you in becoming aware of like where, hmm, there's something, something about that area that feels like it's holding trauma. And maybe that's not even mine, but maybe I need to develop that and, and work on that for my entire lineage. I have seen many times on my healing table where someone's body might hold the history of sexual abuse, rape, um, violent crimes, and they have never had that happen to them, but it's still in there from previous experiences in their DNA. And it's just the way that it is. So we don't have to intellectualize it and try to figure it all out. Sometimes we can just honor it and accept it that, hey, it's in there. Let's evolve it. Let's take it to another level and be responsible for what we came in to work with and the challenges that we have on our healing path. And what will really help you access this body wisdom and also a loving, supportive connection with the ancestors that live inside of you, because they do, is meditation. Meditation is the key to building that intuitive muscle and helping you have more awareness of what's going on inside of you. Meditate. Even if it's five minutes a day, if you start a mindfulness practice, don't let it be intimidating. It's not. It's really easy and it's free and there's nothing stopping you from tuning in and checking in with yourself. I firmly believe that's why I'm able to see these movies, these, I say movies, but it's like these scenes play out in my mind as I touch a client on the table of information that is stored in their body. They can be really good things or they can be very difficult experiences, but Lots of times those will flash kind of like a movie reel as I'm working on them and I see the information that is stored in their body. Sometimes it's appropriate to discuss, sometimes it's not. I just feel the guidance of, of how to handle that and approach that. And also sometimes I can feel 
and meet the ancestors that live in someone's DNA. And it can be beautiful. I feel like it's easy to get caught up in the trauma that the ancestors have handed down to us. But what about the gifts? What about the strengths? What about the healers and all the good people in our lineage? They're there too. Yes, the oppressors are there to be to be dealt with and, and to reconcile all of that within us. But that's not all that's there. There's tremendous healing power and potential that's been handed down from our ancestors as well. And a good example of that is another beautiful interview with an amazing person that I just love on the Medicine Stories podcast. Find it anywhere that you like to listen to your podcast. But Amber interviewed Tamira Cosette. I hope I'm saying her name correctly because I definitely want to have her on the show when I start doing interviews. She's fascinating. The interview on the Medicine Stories podcast is Decolonizing the Mind. You belong to your ancestors. It is such a fascinating interview where Tamira explains how she has integrated the different uh, lineages that she has from Irish to African and how she's worked with that and journeyed and meditated on bringing them together. And she, she shares a beautiful story of how she has a, I think it's on her matriarchal grandparent line. They belong to a foot washing church. And her ancestors in this journey that she did in this meditation, they came together and washed each other's feet. And it's just so beautiful. Definitely go and, and check out her story and her work. And so I've been working on that too. And I've had some pretty profound healing experiences, connecting with my ancestors and, and bringing them together to create more unity within me. I'll share with you how I've been working on this. I get a real negative charge from watching Netflix shows like um, Outlander or movies like Braveheart. There's a lot of coding in my DNA about that time period and the oppression between the Scots and the, the English and even a little bit further back from before England was in power, but just all the, the violence and the power struggles, that can really be activated in me when I'm watching movies from that particular time period or Netflix shows. But something that I want to bring to your attention is watch those negative charges when they come up because there is a healing opportunity there. If something really bothers you, from a particular time period, like say it just, it just triggers that trauma within your own body that's been handed down. Pay attention to that because there's medicine in that. There's healing power and you can work with it. For years, I would watch those kind of shows anyway, even though they really bothered me. And it was an odd usage of my time because I didn't know what to do with it, but it was like a bad accident that I couldn't look away from. And I, was sort of titillated by the charge of it. And I've thought about this a lot with violence and entertainment. I've really paid close attention to why human beings are so activated and entertained with watching other human beings be tortured or abused. 
It's very interesting to me because I really think it has a lot to do with all the ancestral trauma that we hold in our body. It's familiar to us, but all we're doing is activating it and triggering it over and over and over. We get that excitement and that charge in our nervous systems, but we're not fully completing the healing cycle of it. So I took it to another level from just watching those things on Netflix and then making me feel really strange and all charged up and emotional to, okay, if I'm going to sit with that part of the history that lives inside of me, I'm going to visualize something different. Because from an energetic perspective and from a soul perspective, there is not this linear timeline that we're on. So I would feel that feeling, that negative charge, and I would really go into that feeling and then recreate a scenario in my mind and visualize what I would like to feel and what I would like to have this scenario be with my ancestors. And it took me a while in deep meditation and creative visualization to be able to create an outcome that was more favorable for my body, that my body could feel a better way. And one thing that I notice that happens with me is I'll do a lot of creative visualization, really intentional energy work, imagination work, meditation, and then the work will really process itself out and I'll have results and experiences from what I've set in motion later when I'm relaxing. That's how it works for me. And I'm sure that's not the case for a lot of people. But when I have my most profound results from doing energy healing or visualization on myself is laying in Shavasana at the end of yoga. When I'm just still and I'm just laying on the floor, just being, not trying, not doing, not affecting an outcome or influencing anything, that's when my most profound healing energy shifts happen. I must say, I've seen it consistently. So I think it's so important to actively affect our bodies and our energy fields. And then it's so important to not do. <laughs> so that so that things can shift and settle in and adjust in their own natural way. So that's what happened to me a few weeks ago at the end of yoga class. I'm just so comfortable. My body was just so easy and soft, just lying in the position of Shavasana, which is corpse pose, which is literally just you're just flat out on the floor. And I had such a profound, sweet experience spontaneously that I want to share with you. So, this was all going on in my mind while I was relaxing. I called in my ancestors and thanked them and told them that I loved them. And I visualized a field, like what had once been a battlefield. And it looked like it was somewhere in the UK or up in that area of the world. And the 
battlefield was no longer a battlefield. It was a healing field. And all of these nations that were a part of me, a part of my DNA, some of them looked very Viking, very beastie. (laughs) There were some that were um, Inuit, Eskimo looking, which was really interesting. Some of them were very quirky. I mean, honestly, like some of them were just, you know, quite funny and strange, which I totally relate to as I am. But they were coming on this field to share their healing gifts with each other. And I was crying. I was so moved because it was like the battlefield had become something different, something where they could even still be competitive, still, you know, have some swagger and be proud of who they were and what they had to offer. Some came with plants, some came with gemstones from their parts of the world. Some came with animals for um, animal totems. It was incredible. And they were making these offerings. And like I said, some of them were still even cocky because, I mean, you know, they're they're who they are. It's not like they're all just love and light all the time. But for me, it was all about a refinement of my DNA and asking, can I please be more selective in what I activate in my own DNA? I know that we individually have the power to do that. It's ours for the taking. And in that moment of visualizing my ancestors coming together and reaching a new level, a level beyond just playing the role again and again of oppressor and oppressed or slave owner and slave or rapist and victim. It felt transcendent and I was bawling on my yoga mat. It was so beautiful and it affected my body. And I created that. I didn't need anything outside of myself to create that shift and that positive change for myself. And so it's there. It's an opportunity for us. And I think that some of our less than savory ancestors get most of the attention where, you know how it is, like somebody can say a million compliments to you, or you you can hear a million good things in your day. And if you hear one bad thing, it's our human nature to focus on that. <laughs> well, I feel like that's kind of what's happened with our DNA where the bad guys, so to speak, in there, which I don't think they're bad guys, but they they get that stigma. They get all the attention. And what about all the rest? And what do we have that we have not been able to access to reach our full potential? These are the things I like to explore in self-healing and meditation. And I highly encourage you to set up a little sacred space where you can honor your ancestors and connect to all the gifts that they bring to your life. That's what I've noticed about a lot of indigenous cultures where it's misunderstood that they're actually doing ancestor worship. And I don't think of it like that at all. Now that I understand, it's an integration process for healing to be working with more parts of yourself, the, all the parts that create the wholeness, the unity, and that's what we're going for. So if you've got 
living grandparents or older aunts and uncles that you can ask the questions about where you come from and what the experiences were like for the people who live inside your veins, in your DNA, in your blood. Spend some time with them and record them before they are no longer here and you can't access all that wisdom. And also set an intention for unity within your body for all the organs to be in harmony with each other and all the ancestors to be in harmony with each other that live inside of you. I've recently become very intrigued with my grandmother and her sisters. My grandparents have all passed now, but I had really good close relationships with all my grandparents, but I didn't know my grandmother's sisters very well at all. And she, there were five of them and they were very interesting to me. And I feel like these relationships cultivate themselves sometimes long after the person is no longer in the physical form. You can still create a relationship with them and find out about characteristics that you might share and embody of theirs. Because these little ladies that were my grandmother's sisters, they're just so interesting to me. They're like little little fairies. They seem like something out of a storybook. The more I hear about their shenanigans and their antics, and I see a lot of my playfulness and different unique parts of me that I think have come from them that I'm just now accessing. So that's kind of exciting. So have fun with it. Be open to ways that you can refine and heal your DNA. Be very aware of things that do trigger you that are not necessarily from your relevant life experiences. Those are important things to pay attention to. And I am so happy to share with you in this way. I hope you'll go over to my website, evangelinehemrick.com. Check out my new book and lots of other exciting, fun offerings that I have on there for you. Thank you so much for being a part of healing work and making positive changes on our planet. We know that it all starts on the inside. So the healing begins with us and I hope you keep on healing. Till next time.